Jason Wilson, in his best-selling book, Cry Like a Man, Emancipation from Emotional Incarceration, said that every boy needs a crew, every man needs camaraderie and a safe space to not only express his emotions, but also release them, venting his cares to someone who cares. In an effort to create a space where brothers could connect in a no-judgment zone and just share, the You Good Bro God idea was birthed. You Good Bro is the nation's number one gathering for black men to become the best versions of themselves through a monthly convening of like-minded brothers who fellowship in a private, safe space for transparency, vulnerability, and liberation. Here, we embrace the realities of being black men while strategizing on how to be better examples of what healthy manhood is. With emphasis on men, especially black men, and our inability to communicate, cope, and cultivate relationships in a healthy manner, the You Good Bro podcast is created. Powered by Anchor and sponsored by the main initiative, the goal of the number one podcast in the world is to keep You Good Bro the household name it has become, liberating brothers from across the country. Let's keep the conversation going, brothers. Peace. This is knowing your kingdom assignment and what that is. But, uh, you know, not knowing your kingdom assignment can be one of the most frustrating and discouraging feelings. So we often struggle with what we are good at versus what our God-given purpose is. So we battle with the gentle whisper telling us the direction that we should go, but the fear of isolation, fear, uh, fear, or even success prevents us from stepping out on faith to answer the call. We all make plans for our lives, but the true architect has a blueprint already laid out, if only we will submit. This also requires emotional intelligence. So back in February, we did a session on emotional intelligence that was guided by uh, one of our podcast hosts, Ken Kittle Joyner. And uh, he talked about the importance of how emotional intelligence plays a role in all of the decisions that we make. And as he had coined it, it's the key to everything, you know? And so that's one of the things that, you know, that, that we fail to acknowledge, but it's so critical for our success. So as we lock in, you know, in regards to our kingdom assignments, you know, we take a look at, you know, what is our, what is our purpose, our God-given purpose, and the peace that comes along with knowing exactly what you put on this earth to do, you know, so you have your purpose and you got your passion, but so many people get that confused. So what we did in the March uh, convening was we, you know, we kind of dove, dove deep in regards to what your kingdom assignment is, um, you know, what that looks like, how did you know? It was your kingdom assignment. Um, what steps did you take? What discernment was involved? What people were involved? What revelations were there? So, so for this podcast, we're gonna just kind of recap that and just kind of talk about kingdom assignments, purpose. Um, you know, why am I here? So, you know, I just throw it out there to you, fellas, man. You know, what, in some of the conversations that you all have had, what is the what, what has it what has it been like having those discussions about what your purpose is or what your kingdom assignment is? Well, I know I know for me, uh, it took me a while to actually realize my purpose and my kingdom assignment. I kind of stumbled across it, but um, I, after a while, it started to make sense. And as I started to sit and talk to people about my purpose and started to come into it um, while I was walking in my spiritual walk, the things that I, I had going on before started to make sense. 
So um, some of my trials and my tribulations that I went on before started to make sense. I think about a lot of times when I'm working with clients and like that's one of the big things that we talk about a lot. And I start to uh, notice that purpose for them, a lot of times when we can start to learn and understand that purpose, it starts to lighten them up in a certain way that they've never been enlightened before. Right. I, I literally see a correlation and I don't have research to support this, but I literally see a correlation between people who deal with deep depression to the point of like suicidal thoughts and ideation mm -hmm. and a lack of purpose. Um, a lot of times when I see people who might deal with deep depression, the ones that don't take the steps to like do attempts and things like that, a lot of times they have some type of purpose, whether it be um, their kids, whether it be being a mother, being a father or something deeper. It's kind of like a line that kind of keeps them from going too far uh, over the edge. So um, it's, it's interesting, but it, I mean, it's critical at the same time. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting that you say that, you know, um, you know, as you, you start talking about dealing with clients and stuff like that, man, you know, that's, that's a whole, that's a whole nother level, especially those who may be dealing with some mental, mental illness and finding their purpose. So, and I think I didn't do a good job with making a point right there. So, <laughs> no, I mean, not, but what you, like you said, uh, that's, I don't think, well, I can't really speak for all clinicians. I mean, I, I sit around and I talk with clinicians and we kind of bounce ideas off of each other. But I think for me, a lot of times that's the path we end up getting on. I come and I give them coping skills and things like that. But at the core, a lot of times purpose kind of decides our ability to, to push through and our ability to stay motivated and um, not let circumstances sway us, so to speak. So like you said, with the emotional intelligence point, that goes back to that episode. When we talk about being able to see circumstance, but also have a standard or vision beyond that. And I guess it goes to the faith episode also. So, yeah. yeah. So Stephen, what you think? Um, so in terms of like walking in your purpose, knowing your purpose, your kingdom assignment, um, I, I don't think it's as complicated as we try to make it seem. Okay. Um, and by that, I mean, not that it's a, a small thing. It's a huge thing to know your purpose or figure out your purpose and, and walk in that purpose. Um, but it takes a matter of sitting still. Mm. Um, you gotta, you gotta go within to control without. Um, and so speaking from like a spiritual or faith perspective, people, you talk about getting your, your purpose from, from the creator or from divinity and being aligned with the divine will. And so it, if you look at spiritual concepts, the Bible, um, most other religions or whatever, they talk about the kingdom of heaven, or they talk about heaven being within. So if you're looking for a divine direction, you have to go within. Um, and going within being still and going within yourself provides clarity and direction if you're listening to uh -huh. what your purpose is and what you're supposed to be doing. And that is in alignment with the divine will, if you will. So it's, it's um, if you sit still long enough, it'll come to you. And any moment of peace or clarity or just pure joy, um, whatever you're doing in that moment, whatever resonates with you in that moment, 
is I probably attached to your purpose. You know what I mean? And so we get so caught up in what society says, what society thinks um, about what you're supposed to do with your life. And we get caught up in trying to assign a, a monetary value to our purpose. So if, it's right. not, if you can't see that it's going to make you money or get you the lifestyle that you want, you shy away from it because you're like, well, I can't eat off that. And so we look for careers versus letting our life's purpose be our career, so to speak. And then everything else, build everything around that. We find a career and then build our life around that career versus identifying our purpose and then building our life around that purpose. When you're walking in your purpose and, and, and doing what you're supposed to do according to the divine will, um, life kind of moves out the way or not even necessarily moves out the way it bends to you it bends to the wheel like if it's the wheel then it, then things have to work for your good and I think that's what it means when um, things work for the good of those um, who know their purpose if you know your purpose you're walking in your purpose then life has to conspire in your favor mm-hmm. and that go I, that goes deeper for me like I don't think there it, I, it's not a, a matter of good and evil. It's just shit happens. Excuse my language. Things happen. No, you're good. And so your reaction to that is where your power is. So it's not a matter of whether this thing is good or bad. If you know what your purpose is and you have and your faith is strong where you see past that and know beyond shadow of a doubt that whatever this happening is has to somehow work for your good and that's the perspective that you're looking at it from, then it doesn't matter what happens. It just, you know that it's a part of the plan. And so that, your mindset leads you to the next step. And then eventually it does. You didn't see, have hindsight. It's 2020 and see like, all right, bet this really was a part of the plan and working out for my favor. But but you got to have that mindset. Um, One of the things, like, so we started talking about, you know, the, the topic that we had in March, uh, man plans and God laughs. So we start also talking about detours, you know what I mean? So like we have plans for our lives, but you know, the creator has, could have different plans. You know, we, we sit here, we go to school for a certain uh, degree. We have everything mapped out of how we want our career path to be, you know, when we want to get married, when we want to have children, when we want to buy that house, uh, buy that special car, um, all of that. And then life happens where the creator gets involved and he shifts the whole thing. You know, let's just take, for example, like even COVID right now. Um, Like I know quite a few people who are going into buying homes or starting businesses Mm -hmm. only for COVID to hit and it changed the whole trajectory. Just going back to the, to the notion that we make plans and when the creator shifts and says, nah, I'm going to send you on a detour. How do we respond to that? You know, what does it take to be able to respond to that? Because I know for me, it seems like it takes control away, in my opinion. You know, it's one thing that we have control over the changes, but when we don't have control over the changes, it can be frustrating. Well, and you sitting there trying to figure things out, especially if it's a if it's a shift in the life that you want to have versus the one that the creator needs you to do to use the gift that he gave you to fulfill the, the kingdom assignment that he has. To me, that goes back to being in alignment. Like, if you're in alignment with your purpose, then that is backed by your faith, knowing that 
I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So anything that happens is not my prerogative to to control the happening. It's my it's my job, my responsibility to control my reaction to it, to where it, it has to work in my favor. So if I'm if I'm approaching it from that perspective, like it's got to work in my favor. So now mm. my mindset, my thoughts are like, all right, bet what what can I do? What's what opportunities are presented in this situation versus what challenges are here? So it's, it's shifting from looking at challenges to looking at opportunities. So everything is an opportunity for you to get closer to whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. Right. Like a lot of people talk about, or like there's something like this happens, COVID-19 hits and people will, will, to me it's selfish. Like you like, all right, well, God did this so I could figure something out or God put this in my life but that takes away from the fact that it's happening to everybody. So the power is in how you respond. It's not about, you're not special in the fact that it happened to you. It happened to everybody. There's mm -hmm. people who are, who are dying because of this. So it's selfish to say that God did this for you. To, it, that's from my perspective. It's, so it's not about what happens. It's about what you do with what happens. What ha what are you going, how are you going to respond to this in regards to moving toward your purpose or walking in your purpose and fulfilling your purpose. Um, it's not about it happening for you specifically. It happened to everybody. People are affected in different ways, but our mindset and how we respond to this happening is where our power or lack of power comes from. So it's, so, so it's safe to say similar to like the saying that, life is 10% um, of what happens and 90% of how you respond to it. Whereas people, you know, take, uh, they don't, they, they discredit the impact of the attitude that you have towards life and life's, uh, life's changes, uh, which is inevitable. Two things are inevitable, ch uh, change and, and death, you know? So you have to be willing to adjust, you know, whenever this happens, so. Yeah. It, your power is in your response, man. Like control as much as you can. Mm -hmm. Um, there are things that you can control and, and based on your decision making, and that's where emotional intelligence is huge in all of this. Um, because your your level of emotional intelligence is also gonna determine how you respond to the situation and, and realizing it's not a selfish thing, like nobody's picking on you. Guys not sitting somewhere in a cloud saying, All right, I'm about to pick with with Stefan today and mess his life up by sending a global pandemic. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> it's, right, a, right. it's a pandemic because it's affecting everybody. You know what I mean? So your emotional intelligence helps you in your decision-making to say, all right, it's bigger than me, but yeah, it happened. Well, what can I do to make the most out of this situation? And like you said, that's where you take it into consideration. It's like, well, I've been relying too much on one source of income. Now I need to figure out how to use my my purpose what i'm supposed to be doing to to let it work for me and generate an income where i can now have multiple streams of income or this project that i've been putting off that i really need to do i can i have time to do that it, right. it's, it humbles you it sits you down and it's like all right it ain't it, it's a situation it's not a bad situation it's a situation it's an opportunity so how am i going to maximize this opportunity what am i going to make out of it yeah it's like a real somewhere that says that uh that God to take away everything that takes uh, that takes your mind and focus off of Him, so that you have to hear His voice. Um, 
So I, I, I kind of, I, I look at what you just said from that perspective as well, you know? So, but let me, so, so let me ask you this thing, going back to, to, to purpose, what about gifts though? You know, you know, we always talk about what we think that we're skilled at though, you know, but not necessarily what our gift is and how it's associated. So like, I, I'll just uh, take association of gift with my uniqueness. So I embrace my uniqueness, but I got to serve my gift. You know, you find your gift, you develop it, and then you serve it to the world. Mm -hmm. You know, so then you find out who needs, you know, what I have to serve. What am I the master of? And when I find out who needs it, what I master is what is my target audience. So then after I serve my gift to them, and when you serve them, you have glorified the creator by doing what you're called to do. You know what I'm saying? And I can't beat you being you, and you can't beat me being me. So as far as serving that gift and knowing, you know, it's, it's, it's coming back into the conversation of what you were saying about being in alignment to be able to serve that gift, which kind of relates back to, you know, the, the plan that the creator has for you. So what do you all, so, so what do you ask, what is your take though on, on gifts and your purpose and how your skill set is, is aligned, if at all any? So in terms of being, so your purpose, your gifts and all of that being in alignment, that's the question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just kind of, kind of getting a perspective on when it talks about, we're talking about man plans. Like we have what we think is the plan that we have using the skills that we have. Cause it's kind of going back to the conversation of, do you know, even know the difference between your purpose and your passion, you know? Like I might be passionate about working with black males, but my purpose is to create ex opportunities and experiences for them to be developed. Right. So I could sit here and play the role of saying, because I'm passionate about black males that I feel like I should be a motivational speaker to black males. You know what I mean? Or I should be responsible for coordinating a mentoring program. You know what I'm saying? Whereas I know that my gift is to create a summit for black males, to create a You Good Bro monthly convening, because I know that my skill set and my gift isn't to be a speaker. My gift is not to be able to coordinate in regards to a program to, you know, pretty much lead and guide the young man, even though I know that I have a passion to do it and that I'm good at it, but I know my purpose is to create the structure, the infrastructure to be exact for the success to be the outcome. You know what I mean? I look at it like from a producer's standpoint, just like Ken spitting those bars, he needs a producer. So I know as far as my take in my role, based upon my purpose, that is the approach that I have to take as opposed to jumping out of the lane because I have a passion for music. I can't rap, I can't sing, you know? So that is not the lane that I'm supposed to be in. So that, that's, that's where I'm coming from. Yeah. So your, uh, your gift is a subset of your purpose. So the purpose is the big part um, on the grand scale. And then the gift is how you magnify, live into your purpose. If that makes sense. Yeah. I'm going to try, I'm, I'm trying to see how it's to put it. It's it's um, it's, it's hard to kind of put in the words. Um, 
but yeah, so it's like you, you have your purpose, which is your job is what you're supposed to do. Like it's the job title. Your gift is the job description. It's the bullet points. It's the specifics of how you're going to live into that job title. If that, if that makes sense. Um, so earlier you were saying, well, well, I guess when, when I hear y'all say that my, my next question is, um, I guess I think, and it's a question I'm proposing, but I guess I, it's just to make me think, and I just want to see what you all think, is um, are you born with these gifts, or can you learn these gifts? Can you, I know you can build on your gift, but is it a thing that you can come in this world not having, and you can cultivate it, or you can create it, so to speak? I don't think it comes out of thin air. I think it's something that you are born with, whether it be something that's dormant. And then once you're in alignment and you know what your purpose is, those strengths become more apparent. And then once you're aware of it, it's more, it's, a, it's an awareness thing. And that goes back to emotional intelligence. It's just being aware of your strengths and then living into those strengths. And then that manifests as your purpose. Okay. Which it's crazy because it goes into my next thing, which is um, I'm real big on like, so when I, when I talk about my purpose and I look at my purpose walk and I look at how I accidentally stumbled onto my, my kingdom assignment or my, what I feel like is my purpose, my God given purpose. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't catching on to it because of a distraction. And that's the main thing that I like to work on. A lot of times I come from an angle of what I work on with my clients or what I work on with my closest people that come to me for advice. And that's the biggest thing. So when I hear that side, the main thing I think about is the other side, like people missing it. So from mm -hmm. what you were saying, you were saying basically, if you don't have that awareness or you don't get in alignment, you miss it. So ultimately the other side of the spectrum is we're out here just running into distractions to keep us off of our God giving the sign. Would you, I mean, does that, Seem like that's fair to say. Yeah, so I use myself as an example. So Jazz, you hit it on the head when you were talking about separating your your purpose from your passion. Like I'm passionate about helping uh, black males, uh, specifically young black males. And so for a while, I was focused completely on just working with them directly, like mentoring and that kind of thing, uh, which is all well and good, and I do that well also. But that's not my purpose I, i'm got my that's my target audience but that's and that's what i'm passionate about so i think your passion more so sheds light on your target audience or the or the, the the people you're called to serve but your gift lends more into actually fulfilling your purpose and so my gift is identifying the potential in people identifying their gifts and their talents and helping them connect that to their purpose and then trying to help them fine tune it and turn it into something bigger than just an idea or just something that they do in their spare time. I feel like my, my purpose is to help magnify people's gifts, um, whether it be in the form of a business or whether it be in terms of just helping them be more aware of it and then turning it into something else, turning it into another endeavor. Um, and that's actually something that you guys have witnessed 
um, and all working together. And it's not even something that I try to do. It just happens naturally. Uh, and so, again, like I said, it's stuff that you're born with. So it became more being being aware of that gift. And now it's been my duty to fine tune it and to grow it. And I've been doing that in different ways and trying to help everybody else around me grow and um, contribute to their success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Ken, when you was talking about, um, those are good points, bro. Um, Ken, you was talking about you born with it. Because like even the word, it tells you that, um, like you told Jeremiah, he's like, man, I knew you when you were in your mother's womb before mm-hmm. you were formed, you know? So you already know that the seed is already planted. Mm-hmm. Now, until you're in, a, in alignment and you have reached that point of awareness, you know what I mean? You, you may be searching forever for that, for that, for you to understand what your purpose is. You know, you'll be walking around blind trying to figure that thing out. But once you have taken that time, and like Stephen was saying in the beginning, you just, you, you sit still, you, you have that quiet time and you, and you're at peace and you ask for it. Like, I think you have to ask for it as well. Like, I don't think it just, it just happens like, you know, voila, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think it rolls like that. Um, so, you know, I, I really think that, you know, the gift is already inside of you when you when you're, you know, but like I said, before you were even born, it was already there. You had a purpose before you came out. It was up to you to find out what that purpose is, because we got to do the work as well. It ain't like something that that's just going to be granted to us. Like like, you know, faith, faith is an action thing. You know what I'm saying? It's an action word. It's a verb. Right. You know, just like your purpose is a verb. So. We can't just sit back and just think that God is just going to say, "Hey, this is your purpose. This is what you got to do." Uh, X, Y, Z. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta meet him halfway with this thing. Even if all it is is just having the faith, you know. what I mean, He'll lead you and guide you. You know, Creator knows exactly what you need to do, but it's up to us to walk it out. So, and, and I think the big part with that is you, you got to be, again, aware enough to know that. Your your gift, your purpose may be playing the background, like you, Jay, in terms of you setting it up. You you the producer, uh, figuratively figuratively speaking. Like you're not on the mic, you're not you're not uh, spitting bars or nothing like that. But you're making sure that the artist can do that, and without you, their impact wouldn't be as big as it is. So you. And I think a lot of people, including myself, like when you when you go into or something that you're passionate about, you feel like you need to be on the front lines. Like you got to be on the ground level doing and out in front. And that that may not be your place. And I think that's what clarifying or separating passion and purpose and gifts does. Again, I think the passion is more so in terms of helping you fine tune who you're supposed to serve. What's your target audience? And then your gift is how you magnify your purpose. It's living into your strengths. What are your natural talents that you're that you're gifted with um, that allow you to 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 manifest your purpose? I, I like when we get in these pockets like this because one of my biggest things is for the people that may not be so, I guess, big or so so indulged in the spiritual walk. So I like to be able to take the concepts and bring them home for everybody to understand. And when I hear you all talking right then, it makes me think about, like you were saying, you gotta want your purpose. But we know when you walk in your purpose, you have to be selfless. So when we talk about like, when you hear people say, 
uh, the creator and the enemy. When you hear people say God and Satan, like some people that turns them off, but I like to like take those concepts and kind of ground them up so people can understand it. So when you say you got to want your purpose, I think about being selfless, going to do something that you're called to do um, with just like a selfless type of attitude. But then I look at ego as a killer of that, kind of mm. from what you were saying, Steph. Yeah. And I look at how the enemy, when we talk about the enemy, so when spiritual people say the enemy, they're talking about that side of things. They're talking about the ego. They're talking about what you were saying, like you might want to be out of front because it's about the external factors that come. It's about the fame. But then earlier you were talking about the internal and talking about going within and kind of being, kind of just submitting yourself to the purpose for yeah. It's 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 the it's the higher self and the lower self, man. Right. When when you answer to the higher self, it's always gonna be about the big picture. It's always gonna be um based out of love. Anytime you're dealing with the lower self, it's always gonna be based out of fear. You see the love or fear, all of these, everything else is based out of either it comes from two places. It's right. fear or it's love. Hate mm. comes from fear. It's it's hating hate is is not being is being afraid of what you don't know. Is being afraid of the unknown. So if you don't know it, then your your reaction can manifest as hate. Like, all right, if I hate it and I keep it away from me, then I don't have to fear it. You know what I mean? And then love, everything you if when it comes out of love, is it's embracing, it's all encompassing, it's selfless. Um, so it either comes out of love or it comes out of fear. But the love is the higher self, the fear is the lower self. So it's not about anything. What are you talking about? god and satan or good and evil the enemy or whatever all of that is within you so it's just what what vibrations are you answering to are you answering to your higher self or your lower self it's all it's it's two sides of the same coin you can't have one without the other but it all starts with you and it starts inside you got to go inside to be able to figure it out on the outside oh. i feel like <laughs> So like from from a lot of times from a religious standpoint, we give too much credit to quote unquote the devil. Like we give too much power to the devil. Like how can you say you have faith, but every time something goes wrong or something pops up, you like, oh man, the devil got his hands on me, man. The devil is it like he in his bag, like he's stopping me from doing this. How can you say that when God is supposed to be all powerful? From whatever religious standpoint you're coming from, like. That, it, that that never makes sense. It doesn't resonate with me. It don't make sense, period. You like, know? If, if, if you're supposed to, be, whatever your religious affiliation is, no religion affiliation at all, like, if you're supposed to believe in a higher power, period, and that higher power is the source of all good, even in the Bible, you talk, like, you go through the whole, revel all of that good wins in the end. Like, if you know the story and you know what you've been given, the power that you have, how are you still glorifying the quote-unquote devil or Satan as if he has any more power than what you give him. Oh, that's strong. Mm -hmm. So it, it bothers me when people talk about faith and all of that, where you go to services and they talking about the devil this, the devil that, shake the devil off. Come on, bro. The devil can't do no more than what you give him the authority to do in your life. And again, it starts inside of you. It. It's all the same. It's all inside of you. Are you answering to your higher self or your lower self? And what are you doing to work on continuously answering to that higher self and letting that guide you? Mm -hmm. A lot of that comes from identifying your purpose. Your purpose is in your highest self. 
And when you're responding to that higher self, you're always going to walk in your purpose and do the right thing. I just, it just, that's something that bothers me. It grinds my gears, man. People talk about faith, having faith. Like, you, how, how do you have faith? But yet, every time you get hit with something, you keep talking about the devil or the enemy. Like, the enemy can't do no more than you allow him to do. So, again, it's like mm-hmm. shit happens. Your power is in how you respond to that happening. That's your power. And when your perspective is is grounded in your higher self, then everything is an opportunity. Everything is an opportunity to get closer and get deeper in your walk and your being aligned with your purpose. It's an opportunity to flex your your gift muscle. <laughs> How can my right. gift guide me out of this maze? How can my gift get me out of this situation? That's it. So so let me let me ask this question then kind of going back to the session um one of the things that came up was that and I, and I'll quote it it says like it says can you say that god doesn't use someone greatly who hasn't been wounded deeply now there's a lot of people who feel like their passion and their purpose is birthed out of their pain you know yeah. um and i and i and i like to believe that that, that that's that's true in a large part you know, um, in an effort to be to go to through submission, and to and to be in alignment, you got to get connected. You know, and so I even use myself for an example of some of the challenges that I've had. You know, um, just growing up, uh, leading into you know my battles with um, depression, uh, attempted suicide. You know, what I'm saying. But but that 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 is where the main initiative of males addressing issues and needs and you good bro come into play because I knew that where I was at my lowest point, you know, there had to be a reason why. Because with me wanting to consider offering myself, that was something that put me in a place that I didn't have anything to live for. But I knew, you know, based upon what my faith said, you know, what I mean, it was like no, because that reached a, a breaking point. And before I could even do anything to really execute, it was like, no, I'm not going to let you go down that road, you know? So now you have no choice but to depend on me. You know, you were on a path and you had a plan for your life to go left, but I'm like, nah, bro, I need you to go right. But this is the way that I need you to go. So I'm not going to take this away from you. I'm not going to take this challenge away from you. I'm going to make you go through it. And in the process of going through it, I need to birth some things that for your purpose, to be aligned with creating opportunities and experiences for other brothers to be liberated, you know? So, you know, I, I, I do agree with the fact that you have to be, to a certain degree, I can't speak for everybody because everybody doesn't go through uh, certain levels of challenge um, to the degree that I have to find their purpose since everybody has, has different plans and, and the creator deals with everybody differently to, to, to reveal that. But, you know, is that, am I, am I, am I making any sense to you all? Yeah. You know, how that, how that comes about for a lot of people who just have no idea what their purpose is, you know? Yeah, yeah. That, that's definitely a a place to start out of pain. So, um, guy was working with uh, Dr. Derek Draper. He has a curriculum, a book called Find Your Purpose in 15 Minutes. And he has a quote in there where he talks about how it's, it's, (laughs) Don't don't quote me on it, but it's like it's something like 
um, like a like a flower, your purpose is um, birth out of your pain. Um, and so it, it provides um, direction to where your purpose is, um, because that pain has to be, it's it, almost in your mind, it's like you have to justify why you went through that pain. And so the way you justify it is you find purpose in it and it leads you down the path. Um, so I believe it can be a start to finding your purpose or figuring out what your purpose is. Um, it doesn't have to be the only way, um, but it can be a way. Um, you gotta be careful with that because like my background is in social work. And so advising students, a lot of times, and they're trying to figure out which career path they want to go down. They feel like just because they've gone through like domestic violence or um, sexual um, harassment, things like that, they think that because I've gone through it, I know what it's like. So now I need to go into social work because social workers deal with that kind of thing or counseling. They go, they do that. But if you haven't dealt with that pain yourself, if you haven't worked through that pain, you're in no position to be able to try and get somebody else to work through that pain. Talk to them. You know what I mean? So, yes, you have purpose in that has come out of those situations that you've been through, but that don't necessarily mean you got to go into counseling somebody else to get through it through the traditional method. Like, your way to help them get through that can be through your gift of art. You express yourself through art and you help other people express themselves through an art form. You know what I mean? That's where the gift. So again, that's where you separate the passion and, and the gift. Your passion is helping people or people who have been through some type of trauma. But that don't mean your purpose is working directly with, you know what I mean? If, if you yeah. get what I'm saying. But you it again, it provides direction to get you to your purpose. But you have to you have to surround it. Um with your gifts, you have to let your gifts lead you into that purpose, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Right. Oh, that's 100%. Yeah. And again, so, that goes back to like people trying to identify a career yeah. that fits their purpose versus identifying my purpose and let me let the career build itself around my purpose. Mm -hmm. like, let my lifestyle be centered in my purpose and everything else is going to take care of itself um and that's how you can go into an entrepreneurial endeavor based on your purpose or a purpose-driven business and going back to my man drake for that that's his that's his his concept that's his thing with his book his curriculum um he has online courses that you can check out and i'm not necessarily trying to endorse that but i don't want to put that out there um because i know that's his thing um and i was working with him um in the past under his purpose university, which is a dope concept. Um, but again, it provides direction for your purpose, but don't get it mixed necessarily with the passion. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause I think kind of going back to what you were saying about, um, as far as purpose, passion and the gifts and how they all could come together, you know, I think that, like you said, if you find your purpose first, you know, everything else is going to come, you know, Correct. and, and, and you, yeah. everything that you need, the resources, the people, um, the finances, everything, because you're going to be equipped at that point. You don't found your purpose. Now you need to do is be equipped. They say, you know, 
uh, your vision will provide provision for you. You know what I'm saying? You you so, in alignment. Exactly. Exactly. And at that point, the universe is conspiring for your success. So, 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 so let's, let's, let's dive a little bit deeper. I mean, we've talked about gifts. We've talked about alignment. We've talked we can about. Get deeper than that. Yeah, we can. As black men, let's talk about the brothers, though, that's having this issue. Wow. You know, let's talk about brothers who don't have any idea what their purpose is. So, you know, it's funny that you go there because I was just like about to say, um, I get frustrated because I know, and I look at my journey and I use my journey to kind of help me help others. But I know the system, the worldly and societal system, I think it suffocates people. And, and I mean, particularly, particularly black men, because you're searching purpose. That's the essence. That's God given. That's not anything that's necessarily like directly connected to these man-made systems. So you got a man that's coming out of college and that's getting taught to go into this quote unquote nine to five trap and he might have a family and then like it suffocates him to the point where he's chasing a dollar so much that he doesn't even have time to even think about purpose. Like if he doesn't have the right mentor, the right guy to help him see what he needs to see somebody from the outside that can see, oh, you're good at this, you're good at that. Then he's going to be chasing another person's dream or you're going to be building another person's empire for the majority of his life until something hits him, like a situation like this, COVID-19, and it makes him stop and say, okay, this can't be right because right. everything that I've worked for, everything that I've built up for is thrown away in a second. So this can't be what it's about because they're literally chasing that as their purpose. They're literally chasing... Uh, uh, job with benefits as their purpose. If I can get that, that's the end of their finite game. So, yeah, it's it's um a lot of it. That's real, King. A lot of it has to do with with your expectation, what you're shooting right. for. Like if you ain't ever had nothing, your family ain't never had nothing. A job with benefits is a lot. Like that's that's success. But it's like. For for us, you already know we we already dealing with a different set of, of challenges from the jump. Like we start from behind, so it's like you getting jumped. Like you fighting, you ain't just fighting success. Uh, like to get success, like you fighting all of these things. You fighting systems that were built up with the purpose of keeping you down and not give you those opportunities. So you already dealing with those things, um, and heck, you see. It's it's hard to be what you can't see. So if you're growing up in a in a in a situation where yeah any black male that you have to look up to isn't doing anything positive, or if they did make it out, it was based on athletics or music or whatever the case may be, or something that's not something to live up to. Not necessarily based on their purpose. They've just been chasing the dollar. That's all you hear. You're surrounded with a bunch of distractions. Again, it comes down to being able to sit still. If you got a whole bunch of distractions, it's hard to sit still. Mm-hmm. It's hard to sit still. You growing up in the in the projects in the hood, you can't have no peace. You got to deal with trying to like walking home from the bus stop, bro. Like there's different sets of challenges that you got to deal with. You you can't have that peace. Like you don't have a space where you can go a safe space where you can be one with yourself and tune things out. Like you got to be on your p's and q's all the time. So just the different level of distractions in and of itself 
is a challenge to being able to go within to manifest your your outer world mm-hmm. um, and again everybody has challenges but none more consistently across the board than than black people and, and then another level being a black male in this society uh, so we're already dealing with a different set of circumstances a whole nother level of of challenges uh, that other people from uh, white people white males don't have to deal with uh, right. and i'm not using that as an excuse again because that goes back to your perspective it's not about Right. Letting that be a challenge is about opportunity and having an opportunity to be able to flex your muscle, your purpose, your gift muscle. So these are conversations that we have between us and 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 private. Um, but you got to have a different conversation outside. You like, I right, bet, yeah, we know that these are the issues that are that are that we're dealing with. But when I go out in public, I'm not gonna let that stop me. It, I got to work hard or whatever, but it's not gonna stop mm-hmm. me from being successful. Right. Is it is is you know when you're talking about distractions? If if we go back and and look at you know you starve your distractions and you feed your focus, right? Mm-hmm. But if you got so many different distractions, you know it's kind of hard to focus. However, you know they say when you know better, you do better. I was having a conversation with someone the other day, and they made that comment. I said not necessarily. People that know better don't always do better. You have a choice to do better. You always have a choice. So what about black men, their purpose, trying to find their purpose, they have so many distractions. However, they don't want to put forth the discipline in order to go the direction that towards that 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 purpose. Because I think a lot of, I think I think there are quite a few people who 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 know their purpose as well. Um but they don't want to take the necessary steps of obedience to the creator, you know, uh, stay in the course. I think, I think uh, what, what term we used at one of the sessions, stick to like to follow through. But go ahead, Ken. It sounds like you were about to say no, no, something. I was going to say, uh, it, it goes back to, I guess, what Steph was saying, like the high end, the lower uh, you. Um, there's got to be some fear there. Like I said, when somebody is not pursuing something and they're not living to their full potential, it's something, some type of barrier from somewhere, mm-hmm. whatever that may be. So, I mean, whoever that inv- individual is, if I was standing in front of them, I got to dig. I'm going to try to dig because it's something that's standing in front of them, where, whether it's a fear of failure, a fear of submission, whatever the case may be, it's something that's causing that block. Because I, I am a firm believer, and I guess I'm an optimistic thinker, but I'm a firm believer that everybody can reach 100%. And if they, like they're the only thing standing in their way, but the reason why they're standing in their way is a reaction to something that they've been exposed to. Yep. So I'm looking, when you say that, the first thing I think is, why? That's the first question I'm gonna ask myself. And then that person may not even be able to give me an answer, but it's a reason why they can't give me an answer because they're not digging deep enough. Their awareness level isn't high enough. They're not digging inside deep enough because they have whatever it is if that's their purpose to get there you just got to break it and and it all is exactly right and that all goes back and speaks to the importance again of emotional intelligence that's that's where that comes in it's that awareness like to know that 
like, especially if you know what you're supposed to be doing and you're not doing it, you got to have that emotional intelligence, that awareness to say, all right, so I know in my mind, if I slow down and think about it, if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, then I'm automatically going to make life harder because life's going to keep trying to push me into what I'm supposed to do. So I'm going to keep making decisions that are going against the grain um, and it's going to mess the flow up. Right. So if I have awareness and emotional intelligence or somebody is helping me become more aware, then you start to analyze and say, it don't make any sense to go against the grain. It makes more sense. If my goal is to have a better life, if my goal is to have peace and joy, then it just makes sense to just do what I'm supposed to do. Just go with the grain. It just makes sense. Um, and so again, it just, it's just that awareness piece. And I think that's what, the missing link is to success in any, in any shape or form, whether it be professional or personal, emotional intelligence is where it's at, man. It's the key to unlocking your potential there you go. because it is based in awareness. And again, you have to be aware that you have a higher and a lower self within yourself. So if you're aware of that, then you can pick up on your higher self or the decisions that are based in your higher self and consistently and continually respond and answer and follow those higher vibrations. And that will, it ain't got no choice, but to improve your situation in, in any, in any and every aspect. So, so what we, when I'm, when I'm listening to, to you brothers, you know, and as well as we you know, when we sit around having the, you know, our monthly convenience about UGB, you know, it's a lot of wise brothers. And I like to consider the three of us as wise brothers, but there are some brothers out there that, that, that everything that we're saying, it goes over their head. Mm -hmm. It goes completely over their head. And for some of them, they resist, you know what I'm saying, to even want to have this conversation. So I know that for some of us, we kind of we, uh, participate together in like these devotionals through the, uh, the Bible app, right? And so right now we're dealing with um, about um, wisdom, you know what I mean? Uh, I know that particularly today we had that conversation uh, with a discussion that was uh, kind of centered around you really don't, you may think that you are wise by society's uh, eyes and society's perspective, but true wisdom is knowing that you don't know nothing. You know what I'm saying? And that the king and that the, and that the creator and that God is the one who, and, and his standards of wisdom is exactly what true wisdom is. So when you start talking about wisdom, it make me think about Proverbs. All right. And so with Proverbs, basically, it says the same thing, you know, is that God, you know, man plans, God laughs, or it might come from a perspective that's like, you know, man proposes and God disposes. So in other words, like we make excellent plans and we set reachable goals by life, whether it's at work or to move forward to fulfill the plans that we have set. But God might have totally different plans. But it's crucial for us to understand that God does not reveal, you know, that the entirety of what he has for us, you know, and that, you know, setting goals might be a part of leading, but us being aware that he may overrule our plans that shows that we are subject to somebody else's will as opposed to our own. So when we start talking about going back to being wise and being able to help lead other brothers to get to a place like we are to be able to have these conversations, to be self-aware, to be on alignment, to be emotionally intelligent, you know, we got to seek out exactly what the will is so that in every decision, 
And as we move forward in faith and in obedience, it goes into something directly that's perfectly good. And then it also gives us a level of peace. You know what I mean? So what, what is it about, you know, that addressing the next brother that's having these conversations like, yo, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know my purpose. I don't know, you know, what direction to go, you know what I mean? But don't want to, you know, tap into the wisdom that's being presented, you know, because, because again, everybody's not on us on the same page as us. But when you try to help another brother in that walk or to take those steps to find it, you know, what, what, what is it that, that prevents a brother from being able to take grasp of that? Because again, everybody doesn't want to, everybody's not on the same page as us. You know, you know, there's some listeners out there that, that just ain't getting what we're talking about or have an excuse for everything that we're mentioning. Comfort. I, like, I think it's driven by like them wanting to stay in the comfort zone. And sometimes that comfort zone means not trying new things, not taking advice from people, um, not wanting to seek more knowledge because it's quote unquote hard work. Um, if I guess if that answers your question, mm-hmm. uh, but I think the difference is like you have some people that they've been taught or raised to chase comfort. Mm-hmm. They've been taught that like being uncomfortable is wrong, means wrong. Mm-hmm. And they associate being uncomfortable with being wrong. So anything that's proposed to them that feels uncomfortable, they dismiss it. Mm-hmm. And until you can get them in a position where uncomfortable is okay and we accept uncomfortable, you're going to keep hitting that wall. And some people, they're groomed for, for discomfort. They're groomed to be okay with uncomfortable situations. So, um, like you said, when you talk about your purpose coming from pain, I think that speaks to that. But then, like you said, you have some people that in certain areas, they didn't go through the fire uh, in order to be purified. So, like, they, they're not okay with the discomfort. So like they won't even click on the podcast or when they start to hear certain conversations that aren't appealing to the ear and they're going to turn a deaf ear to it. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess a part of it was asking, how do you reach them? That's the hard part. I mean, that's, that's the hard part. Cause you have to, you're going to get some resistance. You're going to get something that's going to run away and then life is going to have to get them. And then they'll come back and be like, I get what you were saying five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for most of us, we're we're chasing things. We're, we're we attach happiness, we attach joy and peace to milestones, to certain life happenings. So I can't be happy until I've made a certain amount of money, or until I have that job, my dream job with benefits till I can get that car, that house. And so to chase something means that it's always eluding you. You have to be okay with where you are. You have to find joy and peace in exactly where you are in this moment, realizing that everything stands on this moment right now. Without this moment right now, there is no past. Without this moment right now, there is no future. Everything is, is culminates in this moment right now. And so if you can't just be at peace with what's going on right now, then you'll never be 
completely at peace and happy because it's always going to be attached to something. So that's why when things happen in our lives and we consider it bad, we attach the, the bad label to it, it tears us to pieces and we fall to pieces and it disrupts our equilibrium. But when your peace is from within, regardless of what your outer circumstances are, it doesn't matter what's going on around you. And so I think in terms of reaching people um, that, that put that wall up against um, walking in their purpose or taking advice or whatever is you stop giving them advice. You hold the mirror up. You can't run from yourself. You got to hold the mirror up in front of them and just ask them questions and make them answer those questions to where they're the ones that are saying these things and putting evidence in front of them. So when things have gone wrong in your life, tell me about that situation. What happened? What was going on? And they start to, to say, well, I wasn't doing the right thing or I was drinking too much or I was trying to get these girls or I was trying to get a bunch of money or whatever the case may be. And you start saying stuff like that. Then pick a time when things were going well, when things were right in your life. What was it that was right? Or what was it? Yeah, you had money, but what did the money bring you? Was it the time to do the things that you love? Was it being able to have quality time? Like, it's those things. So then when, you, when they start to put those things out in front of them, then you just start pulling things out, pulling things out until you get to the root of what it is. Mm-hmm. You're not giving them advice. And, and the more you try to give somebody advice that puts up a wall, the further you're getting away. They're going to keep building that wall. Yeah. They got to yeah. look themselves in the mirror and say, this is me. I can't yeah. run from me. Kind of similar like when people say, you know, you know, take a, a long, hard look in the mirror, you know, and I, I'll even admit it. It was a, one, a point in time where it was tough for me to look at myself in the mirror, you know. And to say that, you know, I'm not falling in line with exactly what it is that I've been called to do in the direction that I'm supposed to go in. And it brings a, it, it brings a level of shame, you know. Um, I think a lot of people, when it comes to, you know, identifying what their purpose is and their assignment, sometimes they look at their past and they're like, man, you know, I done done too much um, or I done been through too much. You know, how, 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 how can I possibly, you know, fulfill this mission or fulfill this assignment with a background in the past like I have, you know? And so you go into a state of, um, of war and with yourself, you know, because the creator is pushing and pushing and pushing, you know what I'm saying? That, Hey, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And you're sitting here fighting saying, well, no, I can't do it. No, I can't do it. It's almost like, like Moses. Um, when he told, when he sent Moses on the mission, you know what I'm saying? To free the people, man, you know, you know, Moses came up with every each and every kind of excuse as to why he couldn't get it done. You know what I'm saying? Until it finally got to a point where, you know, God was like, look, dog, look, I need you to handle this business. You know what I'm saying? And because you being a punk about it, let me go ahead and get your brother, you know what I'm saying? And send Aaron with you to go help get it done. You know what I mean? So, you know, one thing is to kind of walk alongside with somebody or have somebody walk alongside with you. But the other thing, too, is, you know what I mean, is that war with yourself. It kind of goes back to, in some cases, you know, where the depression sets in, you know, um, fear sets in, you know, all of that. So It's always the war with yourself. It's yeah. like, especially us as black men, black people, where we're used to being down, it's like, in your mind, when you really get down to it, it's like, we really don't think we deserve 
right. prosperity, abundance. Like we really like when you get down to it, like you don't we really don't feel like we deserve it. If you felt like you deserved it, then you go get it. That's gonna get in your way. If you feel like you really deserve greatness, then go get it. Get out your own way and go get it. But if you don't, if you feel like you don't deserve something, then you'll find a way to justify that. That's what the mind does. The mind looks for things to confirm what it's used to. And that's why going back to what Ken said, you have to get uh, you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Because mm-hmm. being uncomfortable means that you're growing. So now your mind, your your you have it has to adapt to this new circumstance so it has no choice but to adapt up if you're going up <laughs> it has to adapt up if you if you're lower if you're setting the bar lower than where you are then it will adapt down it's funny because like like you said people expect all of this evolution but they expect things to stay the same so they expect, they expect nothing to change i stay in the same happy place i've always been in and then at the end of the day, I get to this new place. And that's crazy. Like that, but that's what we run into. And 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 it's crazy because when I think about the term like the American dream, like you get to say that every day. And more and more now because we have so many um outlets, social media outlets, so many uh visual outlets that feed you all of these beautiful pictures without the background story to it. So it feeds you the trip, it feeds you the NBA, it feeds you the rapper, it feeds you the money, cars, and clothes, and the females without any backstory to it. And then you believe in this microwave era that we live in that I'm supposed to be able to achieve and to level up, like you said, but nothing's supposed to change. So I'm not supposed to be angry, I'm not supposed to be sad, I'm not supposed to be embarrassed, I'm not supposed to be disappointed. And then when that comes, it tells you that I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. Wow. So, okay, so we still on Kingdom Assignments, and we talked about black men, but what about, you know, let, let, let's take a, a, a turn on when it comes to relationships. So, man plans, but God laughs, and so what happens when there's a detour. You know, I was mentioning about the plans that you have. So, you know, you get plans to get married. You got plans to have kids. You and your lady are going down this path that you all have set. And then the creator speaks to you. And he says, and and you never knew what your purpose was. All you knew was, was your passion and you knew the plans that you had, but then your purpose comes along. And it kind of going back to you all's, you know, uh, comments about comfort then how 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 do how do brothers you know or even sisters just just how do how do you navigate you know when when that comes about how do you navigate that when when you finally get your purpose you know what i'm saying y'all have everything laid out the job that you want the house that you guys want you know the kids have come all of that and then all of a sudden god creeps in and is like nope I need you to go from being a CEO of a 500 company to being a missionary. You know what I mean? How do you, how do you, how, how that, that, that's some change for you, bro. That's some change. Absolutely. That's some change. That's real tough. Um, 
That's <laughs> like, uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to, you know, I, I'm, no, no, I'm try- no. this is real, real talk though. You no, know what I'm saying? No. And, and, and you know what? I, I can guarantee you that is an aspect, a relationship is definitely something that will keep a person from walking into their purpose because they're not just, they don't just have themselves to think about. They got to think about their significant other. You got kids, you got to think about how it's going to impact the kids. So it makes it easy for you to justify not going down that path because then you like, well, my purpose really shouldn't (laughs) take me this far out of my comfort zone (laughs) to where it's got to shake up my whole world. Like, that can't be my purpose. And so you start saying stuff like that. You make excuses like, nah, that can't be it, bro, because I'm going to lose everything. Like, I could potentially lose everything. But again, the the, the more you try to hold on to stuff, the more you lose it. You, you, you got to you can't lose something if it never had you um so you're you're supposed to to master those things and not those things master you but in return in in regards to a relationship that's why I, i tell people it's a benefit to coming into a relationship as a whole person and that other person you're coming into a relationship being a whole person um i tell people uh i try to live by myself like it's not your your spouse or your significant other their happiness is not your responsibility it's their responsibility to live into their purpose and to to actualize their full potential and be happy and find peace it's just your job or it would be my job to just not get in the way of that so it's my job to support you in your path um, but it's not my responsibility to make you happy because again, if you place happiness on things or situations or events or milestones, then when things don't go your way, then you'll you'll fall to pieces. You won't have any kind of real peace. Your peace has to be within yourself. So it shouldn't matter necessarily what what your significant other is doing within reason. Now I'm not saying that they're running the streets on you. That's something different. Like you get out of that situation. But in in, a, in regard to them trying to fulfill their purpose that's their responsibility. And again, it's your responsibility to not get in the way of that. Um, so it doesn't mean that you just drop everything. Like in the scenario you talked about Jay, in terms of you fortune 500 CEO, and then you called to be a, a missionary. Yeah. I right, bet you identified that. So now you had that conversation, like, look, this is what I, I know, not what I think. This is what I know I'm called to do. What can we put in place? What kind of stipulation, what kind of, can kind of, uh, agreements or whatever can we can we come to where i can fulfill my purpose and we can still be whole as a family and then you implement that plan and not necessarily just drop it right then and there um so i think that would be key is like you gotta have conversation you gotta set that plan you gotta be able to talk and be open and say all right this is what i'm called to do so what can we do to make sure that our family is still good where I'm not being a burden to you and getting in the way of your purpose. And then let's go from there. But again, it, it helps to be proactive. So you yourself are a whole person and kind of have some clarity about where you are. And then that other person that you're in a relationship with can be the same way or at least be open to that. Hmm. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. That's that's a recipe for a divorce right now, <laughs> which is insane, right? You know, 
It is insane. And again, I mean, that's a challenge. Like I said, it's it's on the front end. Do the work on the front end. Um, like if you don't know your purpose, you might not need to be married yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause you you never know if you truly are out of tune and you don't know what you're supposed to be doing with your life. You don't know where that can take you. So, okay. so let me ask you this, because I don't know. I, I guess I could just go ahead and ask it. Like, can you truly be happy without knowing your purpose? Like, what do you fill your life with that's not temporary if you don't know your purpose? Like, I know when I found my purpose, a light switch came on. Mm -hmm. And I was, that wholeness came. Mm -hmm. I feel like finding your purpose is a part of that wholeness. I feel like you can't be whole without having that purpose. So mm -hmm. I feel like you shouldn't be married. I mean, because I don't know. Like, I just see, I just see a correlation between the two. Like, if you don't have a purpose or know your purpose, I feel like them gaps are still there. Absolutely. Um, you don't never, for some people, so if somebody doesn't know their purpose, but they, they think that they're happy um, in their situation and where they are, just mean they ain't been hit hard enough with nothing that's yet. That's 100%. <laughs> you just ain't no, been that's hit hard enough. Like when you look at, when people be looking at like these couples and things like that and things be getting shaken up and stuff like that, like it's, that's what it is. Yeah. A person, like when you talk midlife crisis and those type of things and you're like, oh, this is a totally different person than I knew. Than mm -hmm. I thought I knew. It's because they were able to sustain their life with so much temporary stuff yeah. that they thought they had understood it. Correct. They found out that all it takes is for change to come the right way and my happiness is gone. That's why people kill themselves. I mean, exactly. like, that's what people have millions of dollars, and you're like, how can you be that unhappy? How can you be that unhappy to the point where you feel like you need to take your own life? And it's because it's on, it's on, their happiness was based on certain things. It's not, it's not grounded in anything eternal. Um, and so when that's the case, once you get hit hard enough, if you ain't grounded in your purpose and that 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 divinity that that eternal substance then then that's when you figure out that damn i really need to know what my purpose is to keep me going i think about what mike said everybody a tough guy till they get punched in the mouth they get punched in the mouth <laughs> and they get punched in the mouth so as we kind of kind of come to a close just on this conversation. I mean, I, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed this dialogue that we've had and hopefully the listeners out there um, have got something from it, got something from it as well. Um, I want to leave with just one, one last, one last point. Um, when it comes to finding your purpose or knowing what your kingdom assignment, even when you found it though, there's still a process to being able to cultivate it. You know what I'm saying? It's that, it's that notion that you can't just go from the gutter to the butter. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like not knowing your purpose, not knowing what your assignment is to knowing what that, what that is, but then ultimately just walking it out freely. Like it's a process, you know what I mean? Which might cause you to go through some more additional trials and challenges. So that's where the faith comes into play that you know exactly what your purpose is and what your kingdom assignment is, but walking down the path of faith 
to ensure that each and everything that you need, kind of going back to what I mentioned earlier about being equipped to fulfill and, you know, to, um, to walk this thing out. What, what, what is it, what is it that we need to do in regards to, um, being able to navigate through the ups and downs, the challenges, the victories, uh, because, and, and, and some of the failures, because there are going to be some failures along the way, but being able to stay the course. Because it just doesn't happen. You just, you just don't find out your passion and, or your purpose and your kingdom assignment and, and boom, you know what I'm saying? You're automatically successful, you know? Your, your perspective is going to be big. Um, acceptance. I think that's the biggest thing, like just accepting whatever it is as that's what it is, and then adjusting accordingly. Um, right. I, I like to tie a lot of stuff to mental health because that's what I deal with every day. Like, that's the thing that we use to combat anxiety and depression. Once I can get, or grief. I'll, I'll use grief because that's one of the pictures that you can see clearly. The last stage of grief is acceptance. Once you can accept that this is the new norm for now, then everything else goes away. It's like, okay, now I can move on. And that's the key. Like every step of the way, once something comes, you assess it and you accept it. And you say, my life changes in this way. And now I have to adjust accordingly. Um, and, and once you can do that, you become a master at that. And everything that comes at you, that's just how you respond. So, yep, that's that's true. That That acceptance is huge. So you talk about mental health for me. Um, sports and my thing, basketball, I love basketball, I grew up playing ball. Um, and I remember there was a point in my, in my time where I was lighting everybody on fire. <laughs> and you know, they say, like, when you get to that point, you hit your, your, your stride, the game slows down for you. And I think that's what finding your purpose does the game slows down for you where you realize you don't have to try as hard. Like you don't got to grind, so to speak, in order to, to manifest the successes that you're looking for because you're in your lane, you're in your bag, you're in your pocket. And the game slows down to where you start to see things through a different lens. Mm -hmm. You, you, you know, it slows down to where you like, I right, bet, I ain't got to use all my energy trying to run past this guy. He's giving me space, so I'm going to pull up for the jumper. Or he's he's playing too close. I can beat him off the dribble. That's what your purpose does for you. It clarifies things so you don't have to do as much work. Not saying you don't have to do work. You don't have to, to put in effort. But, yeah, effort is going to be so efficient because it's coming from the right perspective, if that makes sense. Right. Like, so you like going through the process, um, like you're using the same analogy when it comes to hooping, you know, um, you don't go after the game. You let the game come to you. Correct. You know, like you, you're not, you're not out there. Like you figure out that you're a mid range shooter. So you, you're not trying to pull up from the white line no more. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You're not forcing the issue. You're in your game. And so mm -hmm. you look for opportunities where you can, can maximize your efficiency in your game. Yeah. You almost like um, 
you know, I'm pretty sure you brothers have heard this, had heard the term that, you know, you're, when you realize exactly what you're meant to do and you come, you become self-aware when you slow down, you do a whole lot more than what you did when you was running crazy. Correct. Yeah. Okay. To slow down is to speed up. Yeah. Hmm. Like you said, that efficiency. That's what it's about being efficient. Mm -hmm. Like I use uh, I use analogy like <laughs> you ever seen a kid try to put on their shoes without untying the shoe? Yeah, like take forever. Yeah, it's easy to take the shoe off when when it's still laced up, but you try to put that foot back in that shoe with it still being laced up, you'll spend ten minutes trying to stuff your foot into that shoe. You be walking but around them joints looking right, like flip flops. You know what I mean? But if and be and feet be hurt. But yeah. if you just take the time to do it the right way, slow down, unlace the shoe. You thinking that that's what's causing you the strife or what's taking up the time, but really that's the key. Mm -hmm. Take that time up front and do it the right way, and I guarantee you, consistently across the board, you'll be more efficient in getting your shoe on and getting out the door. Yeah. So, unlace the shoe. That's what your purpose does for you. It gives you that clarity to see, like, I'm working too hard to get something done if I just do it the right way the first time. Mm -hmm. And to add some wisdom to it, if you really process it the right way, when you take your shoes off, unlace them joints and take them off. Correct. So then that way it'd be much more easier, much more clear for you to put them on when the time is needed. You know what I mean? And one more thing. So in, in that situation, the reason we keep going back to it is because it worked one time. Right. We were able to get our foot in there one time. That's all it takes as far as to get it in there one time. And now we think that, all right, well, shoot, I can do this every time. Mm -hmm. And so, again, that's where getting it mixed up with your passion and your, and your purpose or your passion and your gift. Like you just identify your passion and you running with that and you thinking that that's it. But the whole while you're not being efficient because you're not realizing that your purpose is in your gifts. You got to exercise your gifts. Mm -hmm. So, and, and you get comfortable with getting a couple successes and you get that success early on and you think, all right, but this is what I'm supposed to be doing, but you miss it. And mm -hmm. so it takes a while for you to, to again, be aware and learn that, all right, it's more so in my gift than it is in my passion. Because mm -hmm. it's just looking at passion, passion, in my opinion, to a large degree, it's tied to emotion, you know. And, um, it is. And in some cases, if you're not if you're not careful with that emotion and tied to that passion, like you said, man, you'll find yourself uh, in a bad state, you know, all over the place. Um, so a lot of cats that I've run across, because of their passion, they made some decisions. And then in the process of making a decision, following their passion, they realize that that's not exactly what they want to do. So they run to the next thing that emotionally drew them in because they had a passion. Like I used, for example, I know a brother who was working in a specific field. He uh, ended up uh, going to talk to a set of students and felt like, oh, I got a passion for working with youth. Left his job and went over and started working with, uh, with that, with the youth group. Got over there, realized that um, that wasn't what he wanted to do because he got a passion for going out and um, painting homes because he felt like, Oh, I, I'm good at this. So mm -hmm. this, this is, this is what, you know, the direction I need to go with my purpose, you know, jumping around talking about what well, now my passion is now to help people, you know, um, their homes look good, make people feel good about when they come home. You know what I'm saying? So he just rode the emotional wave 
So when you talk about awareness and emotional intelligence, you know, sometimes you just got to be, it can be very, very dangerous, you know. So, well, yo, go ahead, bro. Passion can be fleeting. But Definitely. purpose is forever, bro. Purpose is is solid. It ain't going nowhere. Mm-mm. All right. So let's just go ahead and wrap this up, man. Another good episode of the You Good Bro podcast. Um any any um any final shots? Yeah. Just, I just want to put a discla- <laughs> disclaimer out there. <laughs> I mess up. I ain't perfect, y'all. So, like, I'm saying these things. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I say, like, when we're talking, I give my feedback, I answer the questions. I really believe in what I'm saying, and and I really believe it's it's grounded and good stuff. That don't mean that I'm I'm walking a perfect path, and I don't want people to think that or think I'm an expert in all of this stuff. Like, I I can only talk from my, my experience and what life has taught me and what I've learned and how I can relate it to other people and things that they've gone through or whatever the case may be. But please, I just need to put that out there. Like, don't, don't, don't look at me like I'm perfect. And I'm, I'm still figuring this thing out too. You know what I mean? So I just, <laughs> I just want to put that out there. We in this thing together. That's real. And, and uh, to piggyback off of that, like at the end of the day, game, the game is an infinite game. So it's forever gone. It's not a finite game. It ain't like the video game. We don't get to the last level, beat the boss, and win. It's an infinite game. So, like you said, it's always going. No doubt. Evolving, forever changing. That's how we closing it out then, you know. Um, For you brothers out there, you know, uh, identify your kingdom assignment, you know. Find out the importance of fulfilling that kingdom assignment. And if you ever find out what that kingdom assignment it is, uh, assist brothers who are struggling to figure it out. being that, you know, due to COVID-19, uh, we won't be able to have our face-to-face monthly conveners of you good, bro. Uh, but we will be transitioning to a virtual um, platform. So please be on the lookout. Uh, and again, for those who don't know what you good, bro, is, it's the main initiative's monthly convening of like-minded brothers who fellowship and embrace the realities of being a black man, but also strategizing on how to navigate through critical areas that are essential to us to be better examples of what healthy manhood is for our families, our um, our communities and for ourselves. Uh, and also want to throw the plug out there that you good bro is also a 501c3. So we just reached our tax exempt status uh, within the last couple of weeks. So that's something we're excited about. Um, again, we thank y'all for being present with us on today. Um, and by all means, you know, let's keep the conversation going brothers uh, as we move forward in this mental health movement. Uh, and we look at it that us as men, we have to do our part to help heal other men. Peace. Peace, family. The UGB team, Stephen McGee, Kendra Joyner, Jasmine Spain, we just want to thank you for your support thus far, whether it be you just listening, whether it be financial support, whether it be you sharing our posts, whatever the case may be. Our goal is to reach and impact as many people as possible, but specifically men and men of color. Everything we do on this podcast and our face-to-face meetings is geared toward empowering men to be better, be better fathers, be better husbands, be better sons. And so with your support, we plan to increase our outreach. We plan to take our face-to-face meetings on the road, and be able to expand the reach of our podcast and our face-to-face meetings globally. 
any support you give is much appreciated. If you want, if you feel led to leap to contribute financially, there's a link in every description of the episode that you can click that will allow you to contribute financially, especially if you're listening on the Anchor platform. UGB and the main initiative is a 501c3 organization, so all your uh, contributions can be tax deductible. Again, we appreciate your support, and anything you you do contribute will go towards furthering the mission of UGB and the main initiative. Let's keep the conversation going. Peace.